eight years, three Disney Channel movies, two high school musical cast members, and zero of it filmed at the original St. Helens, Oregon location. We watched all the sequels to Halloween Town, which means it's time for another Portland at the Movies. In a world, in a time, in a land of eternal beauty, all that stands between a city and a disaster, in a city where anything can happen, if you thought you had seen it all. Hey, we have a lot of time for questions. Right now, let's just have some fun, okay? Hello and welcome to another episode, a very special episode of Portland at the Movies. I am one of your hosts, Todd Workhoven, and with me, as always, is Mark Middleton. How are you, Mark? I'm doing really well today. And, of course, we are joined with Brian, uh, the Unipiper Kid. How are you, Brian? Uh, I'm doing really well. Glad to be back here in Portland. I've been away for a couple weeks. Uh, and uh, what better way to, to welcome to have a welcome back than this pile of crap than to have to sit and watch three sequels to Halloween Town in a row. So uh, this is kind of a special episode. It's been uh, just about a year since we've started this podcast inexplicably. Uh, and our very first episode was Halloween Town, which was filmed in St. Helens, Oregon. Uh, and Brian, you'll talk a, a little bit more about that later. Um, but, and so we thought as we ramp up to the Halloween season, uh, why not? And and for our one year anniversary, why not go back to the show that started it all? So we watched all three sequels uh, to Halloween Town, which is uh, Calabar's Revenge, which is the second movie, uh, Halloween Town High, which is the third one, and Return to Halloween Town. Uh, so Brian, why don't you talk a little bit about? Because uh, this was your idea, so we have you. <laughs> to, I'm sorry. We have you to thank for this. <laughs> Please uh, uh, forgive me. Um, so we are in the middle of September right now when we're recording. And I, I think it's fair to say that Halloween is experiencing the Christmas creep uh, these years. Absolutely. Every year, it seems like Halloween starts a little bit sooner. And I, I know folks that we're celebrating uh, in, in, in August already. Wow. Um, and it's definitely full full on pumpkin spice. Uh, it, it's out there. I just came back from uh, Wisconsin and I legit... Uh, my friends out there took me to uh, like a local meat market, and it's like where you get like real meat in Wisconsin. And they had, I kid you not, pumpkin spice brats. No way! Yeah. I, I got a picture of it. I'll, I'll show you afterwards. Wow! Yeah, it can't be good. I know, it can't be. <laughs> I, if I was not getting, I like I, how I'm aghast about the cultural <laughs> impact. And Mark is aghast <laughs> because it probably tastes terrible. It's <laughs> meat and pumpkin pie. Oh, that's terrible. Um, so, uh, you know, since we're in the middle, thick of things, I thought this would be a good way to kind of round things uh, our first year out and, and get back into the swing of Halloween Town. Because I just felt like after after w the movie that started it all for us uh, and knowing that there were three more, I, you know, curiosity got the better of me. <laughs> curiosity killed our free time. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> in my will to live a little bit yeah towards the end there i was questioning i was questioning everything because i was i uh was finishing this up last night until around midnight or so and i was like i just wanted to be done <laughs> be over <laughs> i'd say all of these movies felt longer than they actually were uh, yeah i think yep. so especially since they're all obviously tv movies and so without the ads they're maybe like an hour and 20 minutes maybe so uh 
Halloween Town is insanely popular here in Portland um, and the surrounding areas because it has that that St. Helens connection. Obviously, St. Helens was the location um, of Halloween Town in the first film, and we should clarify the first film only yes um these three sequels have nothing to do with with portland um other than initial connection so so um this is i don't know they've been doing this for something crazy like six or seven years in saint helens every year they have their halloween town festival uh that they put on the spirit of halloween town um the unipiper was supposed to be in their uh, halloween parade last year weather um had other plans (laughs) um but as I was watching this, I, w- I was wondering, is Halloween Town this popular outside of Portland, or I- I- are we just experiencing a particular bump here? I, I think it's got the Disney bump behind it. I, I think yeah. it is popular, uh, you know, Disney-wide. And uh, I think because all of us are old enough to, like, I the Disney Channel wasn't really part of my growing up experience, right. so I think it just sort of passed over us, because I, I was <laughs> telling you guys beforehand uh, that one of the uh, kids that I work with uh, has an older brother who's 16. And, and a couple nights ago, I said, have you ever seen Halloween Town? He was like, oh, I love Halloween Town. And like he was all excited. He didn't know it was filmed. The first one was filmed here. And so, yeah, I think it's just and obviously they must play it every year. And so it's just like the, one of those you know Christmas specials that it's on every year. And right. so we all remember it. And it has to be one of those things that you have to be exposed to it at a young age. Yeah. Because I was thinking about it, and there's plenty of things from my childhood that I still like that that you go back and watch, and they hold up just fine, and they're still good. But this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and I think, think, again, it's just the Disney part of it that we're not getting. Like, I think, I think a Disney movie and the Disney TV shows and there's a, there's a style of acting and like there's okay. a, the iCarly's and the, okay. and the lab rats the Hannah and Montana. Hannah Montana and like, it's a very specific, I mean, it's very right. Saved by the Bell. I mean, Saved by the Bell doesn't exactly hold up either. That, that's very true. But we all remember that one fondly, but yeah, it's okay. that same, you know. Mario Lopez holds up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Screech was the only one that did not hold up on the, in the long run on that <laughs> one, sadly. But we all enjoyed watching him not hold on yes, hold yes. Oh, <laughs> Dustin Diamond <laughs> okay so so then my next question okay I, I get that, that there's the Disney thing what percentage of Halloween Town fans do you think uh, have watched past the first film ooh I'm hoping what? you have an actual answer to this I, I don't okay. I don't I, I would say it's diminishing returns because, I mean, if, if you're a kid when the first one comes out Gosh. in 1998, it's eight years later when the last one comes out. You would think so, Todd. But if you look at the numbers of <laughs> the, the premieres of the movies on the Disney Channel, the last film had the highest. Wow. It went The third film, I think it was like six million views uh, upon release. And then the, the fourth film premiered with a viewership of seven and a half million. Wow. Yeah. That's my. That is crazy. I wonder how much of that is exponential subscriptions to cable and stuff like that. Ooh. But still, that is a huge. Huh. I mean, that's what does Game of Thrones pull in? I, I mean, it's I not. Don't I, it, I don't know. I, I, I only say Game of Thrones because it's like one of those that everybody is always talking about Game of Thrones. But as in a, in the in the broader aspect, there's not a whole. The numbers of people watching Game of Thrones is like is not like, compared to like the Big Bang Theory is like super tiny. So I don't know if like even this, that's crazy. Though. Wait, are you saying more people watch Big Bang Theory than Game of Thrones? I would guess. 
I, mean, I would guess that not. by a lot. Stand by. <laughs> Stand by. Are we gonna Let's keep ask talking? the audience. Let's, Let's keep talking audience. amongst yourselves. I think so because I think, I mean, obviously it's a subscription the- It's a subscription channel. HBO right. is. I wonder if in ratings now they factor in uh, torrents and people no, download. They now. just started. They just started factoring in uh, streaming and other things streaming to period. watch it online. So yeah, the Nielsen still the company still owns rating and it's still that just outdated super ineffectual way of yeah finally get while mark's doing that should we start statement talking about yeah yeah so why don't you dive into uh the second one which is called calabar's calabar's revenge Revenge. now should we i mean i guess do the i mean they think go back and listen to the first episode if they want an exhaustive review oh yeah the original halloween town but the original halloween town is about we could just play the first 30 seconds of uh, halloween town 2 where they essentially did last time on halloween (laughs) town (laughs) that's true we can do that previously so yeah and then on the in the human world is the cromwell family which is uh, a mom and her three her three kids the mom is a witch the mom is a witch and she chose to leave halloween town and she had uh, daughters, I guess, with a mortal man. And I have real questions about the presence <laughs> of the father in these because there, there isn't just one. is no father. Do they? they I'm assuming made, they must have addressed that. It in kind the of first feels one. like those '80s sitcoms where there's just like a parent missing and, and nobody ever talks it. about yeah. it. They died in that threshing machine, and so we never speak of it again. Or <laughs> yes. Something like that. Speaking of bewitched, you know, just change out a Darren <laughs> and make no mention. That but yeah, I mean, they literally, at least in the in the last three ones, they don't even mention. But I'm guessing it's he died. We're, because we're, that's we're the, especially for a Disney Channel movie, that's the only that's yeah. the only way out. That is, and then a all the kids way. that don't have a dad can relate. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so in the and then in the first movie, um, the our main witch character is one of the daughters of of the girl uh, Marnie, and Marnie learns that she is of a she is a witch and she comes from this lineage and she's introduced to her grandmother and her grandmother takes her back to Halloween Town. Where there is an evil warlock who wants to, I don't, I wanted to rule Halloween Town. Right. Okay. Sure. 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 <laughs> uh, and they defeat him. Um, and, and he was uh, the love interest of Marnie's uh, mother. And was that Calabar? That was Calabar. Okay. So Calabar yeah. was the, the, the villain in the first yeah. movie. So that was Halloween Town 1. Yeah. Uh, Halloween Town Two, Calabar's, Calabar's Revenge. Revenge. Uh, for for being titled Calabar's Revenge, there there is not a lot of Calabar in this movie. No, is in he fact, even there's, in there's it? None. Okay, <laughs> I was like, maybe I missed it when I was uh, eating chips or something like that. Yeah. Uh, so this movie, I think, picks up exactly one year after Halloween Town, um, because it's the next time that the portal is open. It's Halloween again. Um, and and we're, we're having a Halloween party at the Cromwell residence uh, in, in the mortal world. And um, our Marnie is, uh, there's a, uh, so many people at their house and she is introduced to a new kid that just moved in whose name is Cal. You see where this is going. <laughs> I didn't realize his name was Cal. Yeah. Cal. Uh, Cal A. Barr is his name. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the movie goes back and forth, too. It's Sometimes it spells Calabar with a K and sometimes it's with a C. Oh, wow. Really? <laughs> yep. Oh, that's funny. They don't care. Yeah. <laughs> in the in the credits, it's with a C, but in the title of the it's movie, with, it's, with, it's a with a K. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. Yeah. So, but the um, first, yeah, they they start off this movie and and, and um, somebody mentions like I wonder how it's I wonder how much Halloween Town has changed. I think they say, and in one year, and of course it's been many years since these movies made. But the younger brother character sprouted. He, he was grew like, up fast. Oh my gosh, he was like 
a four foot tall, like geeky little tiny kid with glasses. And now he is a man child. Yeah. He is 25 years old <laughs> if he is anything, but he is unsettling. I had to check and see if it was the same actor. Oh yeah. It's well, it's it the same because the he and the mom are the only two that made it in all of the movies. And maybe appear. Debbie Reynolds. Maybe if you count. We'll get into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, um, Mark, do we have an answer? We, oh, we do. So, uh, going back to Big, Big Bang Theory, spanks Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, that yeah. is disappointing. And so, so what are the numbers? Uh, over the over the seasons for Big Bang Theory, the lowest was eight, eight million point. viewers back in the first season and okay. it's now uh it's, regularly oh, around it's 19 it's just million. about as high as it ever has been yep. wow 19 million oh, i hate the world and, how many seasons is and so okay. game of thrones uh in the twos up to the maximum of 12 of 12 oh wow so they're so, still bigger than i thought they're, but. they're they're big so have you uh, watched uh big bang theory it's i've watched oh, I, I watched i can't watch more than a, and i a feel few bad minutes. because and this, I don't know if I'll cut this out of the podcast or anything, but many people who kind of tangentially know me and like see that, oh, he's into geeky things or whatever. They all yep. come up and the like, oh, same you must thing. love it. And I have to be like, no, it's the worst thing that's ever existed. And then you have to get into that stupid conversation of why. And then you, and then you just feel, sound like a pretentious yes, dick about exactly. everything. Exactly. <laughs> like, I'm too good for that. But I just, yeah. It's I, embarrassing. I couldn't for that show. Anyway, that was our that was that was our new spinoff podcast, The Big Bang Theory versus, <laughs> versus Game, of Game of Thrones. <laughs> okay, so Halloween Town Two. We're at the. It, it takes place on Halloween night uh, in the Cromwell residence. There's a party going on. We're a at, huge party that huge the party. mom seems completely unaware that they were going to have because she keeps like going around like, oh, I didn't like all these people here, and it's like, not only they're having this <laughs> giant party with like. 200 people in this house yeah there's also a party at the high school yes later that night they yes. double booked halloween parties yes <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me okay well, let's go ahead and talk about the high school halloween party <laughs> uh they're having uh the, the point of the halloween party at the high school is that they are counting down uh till halloween is over <laughs> like it takes place <laughs> on right. halloween <laughs> And it it culminates in the, you know like the dropping a of the ball to almost midnight. yeah and they start at sixty who counts down from sixty first of all <laughs> I I did notice that did. and and that was definitely to make sure uh, to stretch out the that plot moment yes Be yeah because they had like a whole set of things that they had to do in that sixty seconds which <laughs> added up to like twenty five minutes and everybody <laughs> in the auditorium is counting and they're like sixty. <laughs> 59 <laughs> 58 uh, and then of course what are they counting down to i guess the day of the dead yay well, it's yay. day of the dead it's over it's i guess over over that is funny that didn't occur to me but yeah they are, are on halloween counting down to midnight when it yeah. is no longer halloween and they didn't know the portal was closing <laughs> right. like they don't know what the portal is no <laughs> questions portal. okay portal. so um Marnie uh, meets the new neighbor named Cal. Uh, she, she has a crush on him. Um, she shows him around the house. They sneak into Grandmother Aggie's room uh, where she hides her magical spell book. And uh, the magical spell book goes missing. Cal steals it. Cal dun, steals dun, dun. it. Yep. Uh, and then this is my biggest question. And maybe I just missed this, but I was confused for the rest of the movie. <laughs> All of a sudden, Marnie and Grandma go back to Halloween Town. Why? 
Oh, 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 I think I know this. I was thrown off because you said they went down to Halloween Town, which was no longer anything resembling the Halloween Town from the first movie, obviously, because it wasn't filmed there. But they didn't even try to make it. I mean, it looked like a medieval village. Now, compared to Halloween Town 3 and 4, (laughs) they they did a good job of making it look like St. Helens. That is true. Okay, but I think, so the big setup in this um, is... One of the creatures in Halloween Town is a is some sort of like junk collector type person. Gort. Gort. <laughs> Gort. The most he's generic a, goblin a, name ever. He's a junk magnet. Just he's open your magnet. mouth and make a sound. That's the name. So <laughs> Gort. <laughs> so when when anyone loses something and they say, like, when you lose a sock or when you lose or whatever and you can't find it, it shows up at Gort's house. That's how Gort collects his junk. Yeah, so and they I, end up at Gort's house, let's say, because they're looking for somehow they, they eventually start looking for the spell book that they realize is missing. Right. So I think that's why they go back to Halloween Town is so they can go to Gort's house to see if the book showed up with his junk. Oh, I'm just I'm remembering it now. I think they realize the book is missing. And then uh, Grandma says, I have a spare at my house. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. You're totally okay. right. Peace right, putting this all together. Back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> now you were so excited about Gort. Gort. <laughs> I'm sorry. Wasn't Gort the name of the robot from Buck Rogers or something? No, it was the day the Earth stood still. The day the Earth stood still, okay. Yeah, Klaatu, Verata, Nicktoon. Oh, that's right. Gort. Uh, (laughs) Twiggy was uh, the the robot on Buck. Or is that a different robot? No. That was uh, Battlestar Galactica? No. Confusing my robots. Am I racist? Twiggy was the robot, but he had... He was uh, the one with the bowl cut. And then he had... And he had another robot on his chest... That was like uh, a um, who's who's the who's the guy that always had the clock on his chest? <laughs> Flavor Flav. Uh, Flavor Flav. <laughs> Uh, and so he was like, I was say the Tin Woodsman. <laughs> Twiggy was definitely the original Flavor Flav. Flavor Flav. Beady beady beady. Book. Uh, we started talking, talking about, about personal robots. Right, we're looking for a book. Hall- uh, Halloween Town oh, Two: yeah, yeah. The Search for the Book. The That's... Search for the Book. Uh, and then they end up at uh, Gort's house because that's where all the missing. So yeah, Grandma go. played in this one again by Debbie Reynolds, um, yeah. who I have, and I don't. I guess I'll ask this at the beginning of all of this, as opposed to at the end. I think Grandma played with, uh, played by Debbie Reynolds. Augie is her name. Aggie. 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 Aggie sorry. Aggie. I think she is the antagonist of this whole series. Ooh. Because she Fan shows theory. a yeah, totally. <laughs> I posted on Reddit deep tonight in Halloween Town. Because she shows such a wanton disregard for her magic, where she practices it, the consequences of any of it. She's always constant she's constantly causing trouble. Like when she eventually works for the school, she's got this bag that's eating <clears throat> other animals. Like all of this chaos. Because of the disregard she has towards magic and towards this relationship between the two worlds and all of this. And it's just constantly causing problems that everyone needs to solve. I agree. I mean, she is Andorra. She's Andorra. She is Andorra. You're right. And uh, and Samantha is the mom. And Tabitha is Marnie. (laughs) And... Uh, I did and, not see and I didn't watch enough to bewitch to put this all together, but you're totally right. And uh, the son is 
Darren. Darren, who they replaced with a man-child in the three sequels. See? Now, Todd, you go home tonight, flesh out this theory, uh, put, it, put it in a video format, upload it to YouTube with the title, Halloween Town Ending Explained, and it will go viral. Oh my gosh, that's right. <laughs> Finally, my claim to fame is the Halloween Town. <laughs> but yeah, Debbie Reynolds drags uh, Marnie back to Halloween Town right. to go look for the book. And they're having to find the spell book because... Um, Something is going on. They see this uh, face, and the residents of Halloween Town are all turning black and white, and they're turning from like goblins to humans. So, and then there's like weird stuff going on in the real world too. So something is weird going on, and they're trying to stop it. And they need the spell book, so they end up at Gort's place. Uh, and the actor who plays Gort, uh, I, I just randomly came across the actor's name, and they probably should have just gone with his real name <laughs> instead of Gort. His real name is Blue Mankuma. <laughs> What? <laughs> I love the Blue Be- Mankuma group. That's <laughs> <laughs> pretty much my yeah. first thought too. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> He's playing all his junk and pipes uh. and <laughs> splashing around colored water on top of dumpster <laughs> lids. Uh, Blue Man Group. Uh, so what happens? They they uh, a spell gets put on Gortz. Uh, where once they are in Gortz, they can't leave Gortz. Um, oh, right, and right. the book is not in Gortz, so they have a problem. So Marnie has to use her ingenuity to figure out a plan how they can get out of Gortz without leaving Gortz. So invoke time travel. I was going to say, didn't it involve time travel of yeah. some sort? So if we go back in time before the book was missing from Gortz, then they can find and it. And is she, something. I forget now, is she, is she in there with anyone else besides Grandma and Gort? Oh, like the, there's a friend there? Luke, or Luke, who was uh, the oh, goblin yes. boy from the first movie. That's right. Who makes a return. Okay. Yeah, and I feel bad because wasn't there like a little spark, like relationship between Marnie and and Luke in the, in the first one? Yeah, because they ended it like they were gonna, uh, they were gonna like start dating or whatever Disney right. Channel stars do. Even though he's in this one, they're just like he's in the they friend zone. They now. didn't speak with it. Yeah, yeah. she'd yeah. much rather be with the bad guy. <laughs> that happened in the first movie too, the, because the bad guy was the mom's love interest, yep. and now. Yeah, they keep going back to that well. Yeah, you in these movies. You don't want to be a significant other in a Halloween Town movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> just for general on general principle <laughs> um so they time travel and then i don't know how would you describe that time travel scene you know what i'm talking about are we talking about his timeline or or her attempts at getting uh so i'm she... talking about when they're actually going through time <laughs> the time portal yeah the time portal so so she attempts to do some spells to, you know, uh, get them back in time, and she isn't remembering it right, and so she keeps on keeps on failing, and uh, and so like garden gnomes were uh, appearing around him, and, he, and he's right. and they spend hours doing this, and then he's like, okay, what? Well, why don't we just use the other tool that I have right behind you, uh, and. <laughs> Use my timeline. You know, some <laughs> warlock left it here and it works just as well. And so he opens up a cabinet and there's a hyperspace interdimensional travel portal that Marnie knows all about with, uh, she's like, oh, well, you know, <laughs> black holes, they 
they cause the acceleration of time. And Stephen Hawking says, "Yeah, I feel like we should. Should we watch this clip? I feel like listening to this clip might be." She name drops Stephen Hawking. She, <laughs> she does Stephen Hawking. Name drop Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Let's see if I can find this. This is in Calabar's Revenge. Okay, you look for that, and yeah. uh, and this is when I really just wanted to <sighs> punch the movie. <laughs> It was yes. the least clever twist I have ever, ever. seen. I don't even think I remember at this point. I watched this too long ago. Oh, you're going to remember this. <laughs> because Luke gets turned into a human and then he turns back into a goblin and they think that it, the spell just wore off. But what they realize is that it was something they said. You have to say the magic words. Oh, and God, have... that's, that's right. And so, <laughs> and so the original spell in, included Trappa. And... No, no, no. The original spell was uh, A part. A part. Oh, and, that's right, 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 right. And you have to say it backwards, which was Trappa. To say Trappa. Which... Oh, here that Yeah, I'm just not scrolling past the part where they figure that out. I'm looking for the... Um. This might be where Marnie is talking about. So I'll oh, see here. You know, right. That looks just like a Stephen Hawking description of a non-stellar black hole. Mm. And your point is? Well, theoretically, black holes can accelerate time. And that would help us how? Just follow the fastest moving timeline. Now get out of here, Gort. <laughs> I'm a goblin. Theoretically, I can't fly. Ugh. I forgot. And poor Gort has to play kind of two different characters. He has to play Gort, the junk owner. But then as the magic and stuff is being is being drawn out of Halloween Town and everyone is turning black and white, the gray spell, he has to be a different character. So this poor actor, I just felt bad for him the whole time. He's like the laundry man. (laughs) Let's count some socks, sweetie. They did. They did a lot of. They spent a lot of time in this movie sorting socks. Him and Debbie Reynolds. Ah, uh, poor <sighs> Debbie Reynolds. Let's get through this movie. I <laughs> let's 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 get to the other side. Uh. It's tough because I know once we get through this movie, there's nothing better on the other side. We there just really have to, isn't. It goes down. <laughs> there's no motivation for me to continue with this podcast at this point. But they also so they set up a bunch of rules here in the first one and now in the second one that they just they just disregard in the in the sequels because in this one the way that witches communicate with each other are through these colored skulls that was a question i had and in the next two movies the headphones every they, movie yes <laughs> that's right in every movie the way that you communicate between the mortal world and halloween town is different yeah i can't remember what it was in witches the first glass movie. oh i don't remember in the first one but yeah, then witches, witches glass and then but this movie this movie was the headphones yeah so literally, it was like um, shrunken heads, yeah. like vo- voodoo. One shrunken like a blue heads. one, and one green one. Yeah. yeah, and they move their mouth, and you like use it as a walkie-talkie. Walkie-talkies. Yeah, uh, and then in the third movie, third movie, it was. Um, and then all of these, Marnie has glass. varying yeah. capabilities yeah. of magic. Like sometimes she's super good at it, and sometimes she's regarded as like the most powerful because I'm she's almost a, a level two. Yeah, and then she's almost level two. Well, and that then, means you're just a level one. Yeah. <sighs> This movie, <laughs> these movies. All right, so they say Trappa. Yeah, and then they start bringing people back to life. Uh, so I think they at that point maybe save Halloween Town, but then uh, everyone is gathered at the high school dance by this point, the party at the high school, and um, uh, oh, uh, the 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 bad. So we learn that Cal is actually Calabar's son, the son of Calabar. 
Um, and he is going to turn all of the mortals into creatures and, and goblins um, at, at the stroke of midnight. So they have to go back and stop him from doing that. Um, but they can't because he breaks the portal. Oh, no, no, they don't stop him in time. Um, and then the portal, the portal closes. closes. So then they're stuck in Gortz. And then Marnie <laughs> refuses to accept that they have failed. And then through the power of belief, <laughs> this if you believe hard enough, we can open I, a new portal. It's like, I'll rip you I a new believe one. I can, I can punch holes in this plot so easily. <laughs> I feel like this is literally what the writer's room sounded like. Like yeah. they're just at the end of their day and they're like, and then Marnie doesn't Wait, we gotta, know for an answer. I don't how, know. How do they get back to the, the dance? The power of togetherness. <laughs> they just believe. Yeah, and then they're all yeah they're all at the dance again. I want to see a supercut of all the movies where somebody has to just believe, just believe, just believe, or use the power of togetherness. The just believe supercut. So yeah, they open up, they open up the thing, the portal again. And they come. Oh, out. and then all the yeah, all the crazy Halloween Town people come to the dance and start scaring people, but then they close the portal again, or something, <laughs> and then Halloween t- and the curses. <laughs> And lifted. then they they trap him, Cal or something. They save the day. <laughs> they did <laughs> the end. Oh. Uh, no, they. The, I think the one important thing at the end of the movie was that um, they believe hard enough to where they can now open portals to the mortal world at any time. Oh, that's right. Which is kind of lame because that was kind of one of the fundamental tenets of this Halloween town world is that the portals only open only one open day one night. A and year. then this movie's like, eh, that's too difficult. Let's just open it. That'll be easier for more sequels. Yeah. I think the most important thing about this movie is the song that plays in the credit sequence at the end, uh, which is each one of these movies has its own really terrible, like uh, boy band knockoff song well you know that was end. just something they like pushed a button and like produced in the disney studio right, they, because just, they have that you know preteen pop song machine but they just excreted this music right out from <laughs> disney headquarters so i'll play a little bit of that uh anything else to say about halloween 2 calabar's revenge mark no no but you mentioned <laughs> you mentioned the uh, the writer's room for this movie and <laughs> I, I know how it happened did you see that episode of South Park where they make fun of Family Guy? Yeah, and they talk yeah. about how Family Guy's written and it's like a tank of manatees yeah. and the idea. Yeah, I, I, I picture that's how they wrote this movie, <laughs> just Mad Lib style with nouns. And so uh, here's the credit uh, sequence song uh, at the end of Halloween Two, Halloween Town Two, uh, Calabar's Revenge. We'll be back in a second to talk about uh, Halloween Town High. It's very witch specific. I want to know how they recorded it without laughing. It is performed <laughs> by Casper. I believe this song is called the Friendly Ghost. Witch's Brew. Oh wait, maybe it's not Witch's Brew. I don't know. I don't know what but they have a lot of credits in this song. But anyway, so yeah, they each had their own their own really awful uh boy band credit sequence thing. So So now we time travel to 2004, 2004 Halloween Town High. Yep, that's that's about it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so obviously, uh, there must have been 
a trend noticing between Halloween Town 1 and 2 mm-hmm. to merit, you know, a second sequel in the series. Mm-hmm. So Halloween Town 2 came out in 2001. So we have 1998, 2001. So we're on a three-year cycle. So we're in a yeah, three-year cycle, then 2004 and 2006. So... There's so much story; it just takes that many years to write it <laughs> and to pare it down into a into a palatable. Movie. So I've read a couple references where uh, people say that there was feedback around Halloween Town Two, saying that it was too dark and scary, and they wanted to make it more comedic. Okay, yeah, because the tone of the third one is totally different than yep. the first two. It's it's so much more like that's so Raven. Yeah. And Hey Jesse is another one of the Disney sitcoms that that had the little teen the teens in them. And it was by this point that we're really starting to see the influence of Harry Potter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um if you look these movies are coming out parallel to the Harry Potter movies. Oh wow. And as those become popular and like by the time we get to the the last Halloween town, it's like just a Harry Potter ripoff. Totally. Totally. Huh. Yeah, she got her. Uh, um, what are some examples of that? I mean, she got her her upgraded well, broom. Uh, yeah, the, the upgraded the, broom. Well, the, and just the university itself. University is very setting. Hogwarts and, and then they. Well, had, the university is the next one, right? This is the high school one. Oh, the high school one. Oh, yeah. okay. But just right, things right. in general, like yep. they they had uh, the the marshmallow that comes alive and it's like a marshmallow oh, spider. Right. That's like something you'd see right out yeah. of Harry Potter. Yeah. Well, and the the bag that shows up in the last one too, the man eating crocodile bag yep. the walking vagina the bag, walking vagina walking. bag. <laughs> call it out for what it is uh yeah so that bag comes alive uh, which i didn't mind i thought it, they always it, it had kind of neat effects to it it the, was very the cgi looking. is the only thing that got better between these films yeah and yep. still not good <laughs> like if you're watching this for uh for the no. cgi don't i guess so yeah halloween town high we have everyone everyone is back everyone is back um so debbie reynolds the mom marnie luke is not back this is the first one without luke the goblin boy oh yeah that's right yeah uh but the family itself and but more and more in this one and then by the by marnie has a little brother who turns into the man child and then also a little sister who was uh sophie sophie was in the first one a lot the second one she was kind of dragged around a little bit because she was in the family scenes by the third one she is, I was going to say a man child. She is a giant too, but she's hardly in it at all. And she seems to be under duress because she is like sitting on a couch and just angrily says a line every now and then. And she is hardly in, in the fourth one. I don't think she's in it at all. She's not in the fourth she's one. She's referenced. And I, yeah. I read that um, she gave up acting. Oh, wow. And you know, it was Halloween Town that did her well, in. Of then, course. Yeah. And no wonder it looked like she was under duress. Can you take us through... Uh, the over what is so this is just basically at high school what even happens in this movie <clears throat> this isn't with the bullies that's the last one the the beginning is pretty interesting because it picks up immediately after the second one okay yep. um so so i feel like the tone of this one is uh is around almost like racial tensions uh it it's it's a movie about race and and racial tensions because <laughs> they it's about America uh, speci- or humans specifically people okay. mortals and their acceptance of these outsiders right but and- really mark both sides are at fault I mean both sides <laughs> both sides of the portal but I mean not only is this Harry Potter this is uh, very X-Men like we were talking about before yeah, where people is. with special powers right. or that are yep. different are trying to be accepted by society it's allegory uh, with none of the subtlety <laughs> right and so they set up this weird 
uh, plot where Marnie is going to bring in a dozen people from Halloween Town and disguise them as humans to prove that everybody can get along? I I didn't understand. So I think... She's doing that because there's some deal with the Jedi Council of uh, Halloween, Halloween Town. Town. Yeah. I did like the guy with the six arms, though. I did <laughs> yeah. enjoy that man. Uh, but they have some sort of bet that the that humans will never change, so okay. they don't want to open the portal between. So it starts with they're putting Marnie on trial for breaking the portal. Oh right, and right, creating right. the new portals. And then they find her like not guilty. They're like, that's actually a good idea. They have their signs that say yay and nay that yeah. they hold up to vote. And then Marnie wants to take it a step further. And, and I didn't quite understand why, but she's like, and we should continue this by letting our Halloween town folks go to high school in the mortal world. And they're like, no, no. And, and then she inadvertently bets the entire Cromwell line family magic on yeah, the fact she, that it will succeed. Yeah, she sort of says it offhand, but then they all... But what's the measure of success? What are they trying to prove? Right. All she has to do is I, prove, uh, and you'll see at the end, all she has to do is prove that humans have changed in some way. It, like a exactly. very exactly basic metric. <laughs> like Can't fail. Very unprovable and unquantifiable measure of success. But I mean, again, in this movie... Like, so in the first two movies, I felt like they set up, especially in the first one, the mother who is a witch herself, but chooses to live in, in the, in the mortal world. She is very much against magic. She was against Halloween in the first one. Like it took her the whole movie to get over Halloween itself. Uh, and, but she's very much, I don't want to use this. I want to live as humans, blah, blah, blah. By this movie, she is using magic left and right. She has witches products in her kitchen. Like all the little cooking stuff that she uses are like unicorn this and like magic that. I I could only imagine that's because she was trying to hide their heritage from the kids in the first movie. And by this point, now that the secret's out, she's like, whatever. Well, and I think each of of these were directed by someone different. I don't know. I'm assuming they were all written by someone different too. So yeah, I'm sure that's very much the case is like, here's the nine things that have to be in here. Here's the basic characters. Just do whatever you want. Yeah. Mom's in it. I guess she can be fully on board with, and I was distracted and, again. And good on them. They were more profitable. Than the they kept, yeah, I guess they kept getting more and more popular. So what do I know? <laughs> but yeah, and grandma, grandma is back in this too. And, and I feel like at this point, Debbie Reynolds isn't phoning it in because she's still giving it her all. But she kind of is just kind of a dirty grandma in this one. Because at one point she says... She's talking about how she knows since she's been alive for a thousand years or whatever. So she knows all she knows Da Vinci and she knows uh, Shakespeare Shakespeare and she knows all these people. And when she talks about knowing Shakespeare, she goes, uh, well, there's a good reason that Mona Lisa is smiling. (laughs) And she's making all little comments like that in this Disney movie about like kind of being history's tramp, which is pretty is both great and awful. (laughs) I was hoping that was just Debbie Reynolds improving. <laughs> probably. She probably did know Da Vinci. <laughs> this might be a good time to play that uh, clip. I think uh, one thirteen fifty two. if you know what I'm talking about. All right. That's fine. So let's skip around. Timeline be damned. Yeah. Uh, towards the end of this film, Halloween Town 3, uh, in the climax, there's a, you know, a magic battle. And uh, Debbie Reynolds' powers get uh, taken away from her, and she throws herself to the ground. 
And is it ready time? It is like the it is the Star Trek uh, bridge acting when like they get hit by <laughs> meteors or they're like rocking around and yeah she and she is an old woman and yet she's she's still committed so, so my theory here is that uh given the context this was not in the script and debbie reynolds is she knows she's a witch and she's falling to the ground and she's just going with it yes and, and i didn't catch this the first time until you pointed out which is pretty great so uh, we'll hear the the main bad guy uh taking away their power here you cromwells don't deserve magic now your magic is mine magicus fixum <laughs> right am i right I, that is yeah that is exactly what she says and i didn't catch it the first time because she was too busy flailing on the floor and i was thinking oh my gosh demi reynolds is down someone help demi reynolds that is an old woman i'm melting, I'm melting. Uh, but also introduced in this one is the new, um, since we don't have the original love interest slash the not love interest kid. Um, and right since we were talking about the, t- the tone change for this movie, which was a lot more Disney and a lot more bright and a lot more of a comedy and a lot like Marnie herself is a lot more sassy and one liner. Like that's, that's so Raven type thing. And I was thinking like, Oh wow, this has so much more of a high school musical vibe. And then Guy from High School Musical walks right on. Is that her boyfriend? It is the blonde-haired kid. Okay, not in this movie. That's not her boyfriend. Oh, he's not? He's in... No, she has a mortal boyfriend in this movie. Oh, but he is in this movie. He's he's one of the exchange students. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So she does have a, 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 like I said, a mortal love interest named Cody in this movie. And he is not even mentioned in the next movie i don't remember cody do i what did cody <laughs> he was, do? cody is he, the mortal who grabs the fire extinguisher at the end of the movie oh yeah he, yeah, yeah. He, he with was, the 90s hair he had the the floppy hair that was parted down the middle yeah oh okay cody well because he was kind of i thought he was going to be new bad guy because that he was, was the scene. so meaningless in this movie there <laughs> he was put out that there, fire <laughs> So I wrote again, I, I just had nothing but a bunch of questions in my notes for this one. So I'm just going to go through them. Let's see if we can help you, Todd. So I, I, the relationship the mom had with magic, um, and maybe, Mark, you did answer this, because at one point after she's just using magic left and right, like in her front yard at some points, she says she uses magic to do something. And she says, remind me again why I don't like magic. <laughs> so is it just that she's coming around or... They just needed some you know, new she's, material. She's a witch living in a mortal's world. And so she's trying to live up to that situation. And and yeah, there's <laughs> not that much more. I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied either, but I still don't know where dad is, which I think is a bigger problem. So I'm guessing in the first one they mentioned that, and we did talk about that. So maybe we'll just... But it, his absence was conspicuous. Because if it was a death, then you would think that like, oh, dad would have been proud or I, but he was half human, what? right? Or was he from, was I, he, I'm pretty sure he was mortal because yeah. it, the first three movies also set up that the brother, the man child brother did not have magic. And he had been set up that he hates magic. He is the science nerd. He only likes logical things, which is why he doesn't like the voodoo of, of magic and then by the end of the fourth one, he is completely like a wizard himself. Right. Use it before you lose it. For convenience sake. Yeah. Um, who else? Who's Debbie? Oh, Debbie. 
What is she? <laughs> Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. I wrote down how did Debbie get this job? What did what I, was I her also job? have that question? Oh, is, she is, became a teacher. She's a teacher at Halloween Town. Right? Why? <laughs> I don't know. And then she keeps being moved from class to subject to subject. Right. In, so, so, in the moment, in real time, so, it's like now you're teaching history. Get over there. So they get these exchange students from Halloween Town, but they tell the school that they're from Canada. And Debbie Reynolds comes with them as a teacher. Why would you bring a teacher with you if you are a group of exchange students? And why would you give that teacher several different classes at the new school? <clears throat> okay, I think we have to... Oh, just thinking about it is putting me <laughs> on edge. There's no reason. <laughs> so first You're she shows gonna... up in the science class. Science. So she, then we get one of the most disturbing visuals in the entire series of Halloween Town. <laughs> Oh, it's when the 35-year-old man that was playing the uh, one of the <laughs> students was making fun of, of science and Debbie Reynolds walked up to him and did kind of a Beetlejuice face at him. No, I would call it more of a large Marge. Uh, oh, yeah. Very yeah, large yeah. Marge. There it is. Okay, here it comes. Oh! 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 Poor Debbie Reynolds. It was animated. I, I, I can't look at that. It, yeah, it was like made from the, remember the old face goo apps you can get for your phone it looks like that with the eyeballs so yeah they just keep and so the principal of the school they kind of have a thing where him and debbie reynolds are going there she's always getting in trouble or and she has the the alligator bag yeah (laughs) that keeps eating the principal yeah it ate the it ate the principal's bird and it always is coming alive and she's always feeding and again she's just showing this wanton disregard for magic she uses it in her science class right she summons a parrot out of like chemicals yeah yeah chemistry and she's always feeding the bag and marnie's all in always in her class marnie is always yeah so debbie randall's again the villain of all of these movies is doing something completely inappropriate and as she's doing it marnie is rushing in grandma there you are marnie you should be in class (laughs) and where are all those other students she she was in the chemistry class that's Uh, right because she rushed up when the parrot yeah appeared and she was sitting next to the new love interest boy that's right that's right cody cody the other thing about these movies is that it's Everything, it's just, (laughs) the whole thing is just reactions of, you weren't supposed to catch me doing this. Like, you know, when people are like, oh, I'm trying to distract you. Over here is the real thing. Like, Debbie Reynolds is constantly doing that. Marnie is constantly doing that. Oh, don't look over here. Don't. And it's just people doing that over and over and over. And Debbie Reynolds is the worst. And she is always acting like she doesn't know what the big deal is. Like, why would this be a problem? And I'm just going through life making things terrible for everyone and fluttering her hands about. And oh, poor Debbie Reynolds. Something else that bothered me there, it towards the beginning of this movie, one of the exchange students was complaining that, oh, one of them, I was walking into class and one of the mortals uh, called me a freak. And isn't that great? You know, I, I, wasn't even trying and and then later when they have the incident at the shopping mall the uh one of the bullies calls them a freak and then they take it as an insult so it's like not even in the same movie can they keep the rules consistent (laughs) right so also during this whole movie the the principal uh man the the principal of the school who's always going back and forth at debbie reynolds he is set up to be the bad uh, a bad guy Yes. An additional yeah. one is he working with because the the plot of this movie is that there is along with all of these quote unquote exchange students there are 
medieval knights. Yeah, so what we learn <laughs> is that in the mortal world, the reason that Halloween Town was created is that the uh, the magicals were persecuted and they were ultimately hunted down to extinction by this like order of the silver dagger or something and we learned that eventually uh grandma's debbie's love interest the high school principal is the last surviving member of this order of the knights that are going to kill all the magicals and so but but didn't she all wasn't it also revealed that uh he wasn't an original one. He w- he received this recently. He's got a ring oh. of some sort. <clears throat> he got he received the ring and he just learned about what this. Uh, <laughs> he just oh. went to the uh, order library. I missed that part. Yeah, uh, and so yes, he was part of that order, but uh, then later it, they totally. Uh, just let that go and and somebody else says well you just learned about that and just got the ring and so th- it, there was no history or depth of his and involvement. so his order was to do what to pr- to, to kill the eradicate eradicate okay, because he draws that giant dagger on the sidewalk for some reason right to right. lead the knights there maybe maybe but then at we the end know. like at the very end of this movie, we're at the carnival where everything's going down or whatever, and and the principal like throw, leads an angry mob to kill everyone. Like two seconds later, Debbie Reynolds is like, "Oh, and I forgive you, and now you're a good guy." Right. And that was after we learned that the the true bad guy was like one of the members of the Jedi Council, and he this whole time was trying who to... who was the father of high school musical yes right father right. of high school musical who was also a member of the jedi council he did not want to see marnie succeed because he wanted to keep the world separate so he was trying to sabotage the students experience at school right and so he was kind of like planting all of these things to make to make it fail and then to make marnie to make the cromwells lose their power and then they kidnapped one of the exchange students and put him in the phantom zone and put him in <laughs> where yes. superman put zod yes because yes. in this movie they don't use what headphones these no. shrunken heads they use witch's, witch's glass, glass which sometimes is a mirror and sometimes a toilet as no, we'll learn in the fourth a, one you're getting ahead of yourself i think in the fourth one they just use like water like wherever they can find water, <laughs> that w- and okay, in the I'll sink and the toilet and the, in the washing machine. Bird bath. <laughs> uh. Um. So at the end of this movie, what happens? Where are we left? We're at the carnival. Where again? So they're trying to the, these exchange students. Initially, they were trying to make them pass as humans, as Canadians. They were set up. They are Canadians. At what point did they start acting like monsters? in order to see if like, when did that happen? When were they? Cause if the point was to get humans to say, Oh, we've changed, they were going to reveal themselves at some point. And I don't remember that part of it at the end of the movie. I think it was like the werewolf guy. He just took his skin off and they say something. So like, they hadn't. Yeah. So he's like, I am a werewolf. And they're like, how will people get to know who you are? If you don't show them who you truly are. That's right. She's like, I am a troll. She, the troll girl was the other person from High School Musical. That I, I actually wrote that down. I, I wrote down, <laughs> I am a witch. And then I wrote Mark. <laughs> That's I right. am a witch. I am an actress. <laughs> uh, people who don't listen to the Mark and Todd cast just missed out oh, you're on, missing a out on that funny joke. That gold joke right there. Get caught up, guys. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, but at the carnival at the end, like Marnie, so everyone's making their little booths and Marnie just 
this is out in the open, uses her magic to make this gigantic haunted house with a huge pumpkin in the front and total dis- dis- disregard for anything. Well, for anyone, because I mean, if you're thinking in real life, if you would see like if you would see that in re- like that changes the world that changes history like you don't just do that at a halloween thing to make a, a house so even after they reveal themselves as magical creatures like the the humans are just like oh okay like you're yeah, right. it, just, it would be nonplussed yeah it would be like the equivalent of we found alien life yeah visiting and like, Earth. huh yeah it was just like cool yeah <laughs> we're at a carnival yeah bro we love all <laughs> So yeah, they they defeat. Oh, they show at the very end after the people are like, "I am a I am Spartacus" or whatever they're saying. <laughs> they uh, the the other kids from the school don't want to kill them anymore, and they're like, "Okay, yo, bro, you you're cool." And then Marnie is able to show humans have changed, and so they're able to take the Cromwell magic back to the family and defeat uh, High School Musical's dad and throw him into. Does he go into the Phantom Zone then? He gets banished somewhere. Because exiled. In the, yeah, exiled. Because in the movie they're like, uh, sorry about your dad being exiled. He's like, oh, it's cool, bro. Or like, <laughs> it's, it's like not affected by his dad being the, the killer uh, in the last movie. Oh, shoot. I should have figured out what uh, part of the movie it was in. But talking about the music and the other one, it wasn't the song at the end that got me. It was right in the middle of the movie. Did you catch that they had like a, a hip uh, teen cover song. of Let's Get Together? The song from the Parent Trap. I wonder because I'd never seen the Parent Trap, and I had these friends in high school. I was a freshman in high school, and they were oh, they were so they're super annoying, and they would like link arms these two girls, and they would run you know skip down the hallway going, let's get together, yeah yeah yeah, we'll have a swinging time, and so that's all I know, and then so but I was hearing the remix of it, and I was like, this is crazy what is happening i'll see if i can find that we can play that in between the oh it's funny because you know that's a disney movie and they are just like right what song do we have the rights to what do we already own let's put our hand in this bag here let's see (laughs) let's get together (laughs) so was that during the the mall it was one of the montage i think it might have been their date montage okay anyway so yeah i'll see if i can find that for between the shows well any other thoughts about Halloween Town High. Yeah, this, since this is the last movie with um, old Marnie, did anyone else just notice that uh, that actress, Kimberly Brown, she's just constantly sticking out her tongue? Oh, I didn't notice that. Like, whenever the, another character huh. is saying something, she'll just kind of look off to the side and be like, meh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I <laughs> did not. Like, she it. was hamming it up for this one, and I think she was, you know, following the direction to do so, like we were talking about the, the other funny. Disney stuff. But yeah. She was just having fun. This one, I yeah. felt like, yeah, having a ball. Yeah, uh, there was one more thing I, I noticed. Uh, it was a scene when um, evil Jedi Councilman comes to the mortal world and starts uh, wreaking havoc. And then there's like mummies, and that's when the uh, space alien skeletons and all these creatures start coming alive. And you hear them; they're all making noises, and then they're very distinctive creature sounding noises. And and one of them was very much like. And just that sound, I was like, "Oh my god, that I, that sounds really familiar." And then in the credits, I figured out it said "Special Creature Voice Effects" by Frank Frank Welker. Welker. Yes, are you kidding? Not me? Not kidding you. And you, you know, well, I know who Frank Welker is, but yeah. I didn't know he. And he, he was doing his Slimer voice from the real oh Ghostbusters. So Frank Welker is. Um, if you hear any animal noises in movies or cartoons or anywhere, he does all of the uh, animal. And he's Curious George. He's 
like in Congo, he was all of the gorilla. Like all, anytime you hear an animal being impersonated in a movie, it's Frank Welker. Yeah. And it makes sense because I guess he would do lots of stuff. And, with does, his, and does, he do, does he do Nibbler on Futurama? Probably. He probably does that, the little one eyeball creature so, or whatever. Mm-hmm. But he does, yeah, he does everything. Oh, that is so funny that he's in this. I heard, I, I recognized his voice. <laughs> That's awesome. That's amazing. All right. So that does it for Halloween Town High. We will be back in a second for Return to Halloween Town. One more to go. One more to go. That singer's feeling it. (laughs) And now, return to Halloween Town. So this is the last one. There you go. Okay, it actually just started playing. Uh, And this one, I did. I did not know walking into it that the the. Lady who played who was her name Marnie Marnie you didn't uh, know we were getting a different I Marnie? did not know that we were gonna get a different Marnie I was shocked yeah I, the first thing I wrote down was hashtag not my Halloween town so let's let's talk uh, about the elephant in the room and if you're Disney the elephant in the room is uh, the old Marnie um, because uh, she's the size of an elephant in the eyes of uh, Disney executives Ooh, ouch yeah I, I I think that's what's going on here is wow. uh, even uh, she you know she looks like a, a normal person. But then the the replacement they got was like unnaturally thin, like seventy pounds. Yeah, like yeah. comically thin. You're just like, ah, she was. Yeah, just all bone structure. Got to feel bad <laughs> for Kimberly Brown. Like, wow. So they just uh, did she, not ask her to be. See, now I. She looked like the taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> Benny Hurd. Benny. Benny the taxi driver. <laughs> wow. So I. It is pretty shocking that they would. Recast the main. I mean, I guess going back to Bewitched, right. the main character, with and on purpose, they made a nod to Bewitched in this one. What did they do? Uh, this there's a scene where uh, Marnie is trying to work, oh work her magic to open the box, and she's like trying all these things, and then in one scene she like twinkles her nose, oh, and then right. she does like the I dream of yep. genie head yep. nod. Yeah. Wow. Uh, um, uh, there is also no younger sister in this Sophie. movie. She quit. Yeah. She had enough of that. She quit acting forever. Apparently. They they wrote her out by saying that she was. Uh, they shipped her to boarding school or some school. She was didn't? off having adventures with uh, Grandma. Oh yeah, because Grandma is also appears in this movie. Special guest appearance. Special guest appearance. And it is literally like thirty seconds long, and, and that I, is it. I, I think it's because uh, they could only afford her for one day. Oh, that could be make my guess. sense. But man, this did better than all of the other ones. But it tanked the franchise, apparently. Yeah, and so yeah. the main the main character who they replaced uh, the replacement Marnie hashtag not my Marnie. She looked like a mix between Kimmy Gibbler, uh, the neighbor <laughs> on Full House, and yes. an off-brand Zoe Deschanel. Yeah. Like if you merged them together and like took off another fifty pounds, but anyway, she was not. She didn't have any, uh, any really any charisma. And more recently, though, she appeared in the uh, Return of Twin Peaks. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember her? I do. I didn't know. I didn't Obviously, recognize her <laughs> when I saw her in this because I saw Twin Peaks first. Could but, she act there? Uh, she did not have. A, it was not. A, it was just one scene. Okay. Um, and she, <laughs> she just had to kind of look odd. Right. Her and, All right. Yeah. Well. There she goes. Good on her, I guess. Yeah. (laughs)
So Halloween Town 4 is all about a movie opening a box that's not seven. Yeah. And this one is takes place at the university at a, at a college. Yeah. So, so it's very it's very Hogwarts, very Harry Potter. Yeah. So by this point, 2006, let's see. I wrote down the Harry Potter timeline. So this is... The seventh book isn't quite out yet at that point, right? Right. And we're between movies uh, five and six. Okay. So we're like deep in Harry Potter mania. Yeah. And I am sure that like the talk behind the scenes at Disney was like, all right, we're going full on Harry Potter. Like this whole movie plays like one of those direct to DVD ripoff movies that you see, you know, um, Larry Potter. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a company that does that, that they specifically make uh, those off brand just blockbuster things yeah. to confuse and people rush into them out renting. So yeah. Which is know, pretty right great. there next to them on the shelf. Totally. Um, so yeah, high school. The high school musical kid is also in this. Um, I didn't look up his real name. The blonde. The only kid. reason he's back is because he was not dating Marnie in the previous film. <laughs> he was able to. He was able to live. <laughs> but uh, he does become day. the the love interest in in this movie. And the Marnie in this one, a they suddenly start dressing her like Velma from or, or uh, Daphne from Scooby Doo. She's got like these completely color coordinated outfits with the with the thing around the scarf. neck this yeah the scarf tight around the neck and just looked nothing like OG Marnie you're leaving out one critical aspect of her uh, costume the camo pants <laughs> yeah what was up with that i don't know it was a, <laughs> i don't remember camo pants she was wearing camo pants for half the movie Todd oh my gosh but they were like um subtle fashionably acceptable camo it's like light gray and white you probably camo. couldn't see them <laughs> <laughs> i was too busy with the main characters communicating at each other through bird baths and toilets like we mentioned okay so let's, yeah let's, let's get there. into that so the very at the very top of the movie um the mom character is cooking in their kitchen, getting soup ready. She says the soup looks to be like it's fighting back. And eventually she opens the lid and Debbie Reynolds face <laughs> is in the pot of soup appearing in the pot of soup. Were yes. we ever told why or how or because it used to be the head skulls that they would communicate this movie. They call them this one in the last one they used. Witch's glass, which is just a mirror. But they never really used witch's glass in this one. It was just water. Well, didn't, uh, wasn't there a, you're going off to college. They had the uh, bracelet. You're going to get a bracelet. Yeah. And that's got a little piece of witch's glass in it. So you could look in the glass, but they were never using that. Only one of them. I mean, honestly, <laughs> there is a scene in this movie where the mother is shouting into a toilet. <laughs> There's no way around that. She's uh, not only is she shouting into a toilet, but she's shouting, "I love you." I love you. I love you. And I miss you into the bird bath. Right. But which? So this also raises a question. So Marnie, manchild little brother, get shipped off to the university. Why was he there? He was there for because they needed him in the movie. He had been the only returning character with a so mom. So he was going to help her. He's move. younger than her, right? <laughs> he was yes. Gonna, yeah. He and was she's gonna, only he's, like a first year in college. And she says she's 18 in this movie. So, so he must he be 15. Oh, no, no. They, they explain that as well because oh. he had, um, he, um, speed readed, uh, speed he, read. he, 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 he used magic to he, speed read. Which, and, and then he, she says, Oh, and that's why you skipped a grade. Oh. Yeah, they did. 
they did just throw it they in there like that. They that right in there, and then he's at college. <laughs> Bing, bang, boom. He is at college. So, yeah, they're the at college. The base is happy. So, the, this leaves uh, the mom at home alone in the mortal world, and she's always talking about an empty nester and... and um. Let, let's keep going with that for just one second. The, okay. the, the little part where he's... Cause Marnie's going to college, but she doesn't know that her brother is joining her for college. She thinks that he's there to help her move. And then while he's there, he's like, oh, by the way, I'm staying and I'm also doing magic. And like, and her, her world is breaking down uh, because she, She's just learning all of this other stuff, which <laughs> new information about her immediate why family. Why keep that a secret? <laughs> like, yeah, that he will because well, because in the first two he was set up as I'm anti magic. It doesn't make sense, right. and and all of a sudden in this fourth movie he's like Gandalf. <laughs> exactly. But the mom, so the mom is an empty nester. She all of a sudden says, "Um, all I need is a job." What has she been doing up to this point? She is a single mother of three kids whose whose husband is not in the picture, whether he's dead or a deadbeat. I don't know. Inher- <laughs> yeah. So Maybe she she inherited she, well, the Cromwell money. If Debbie Reynolds is a thousand years old, there's a thing called compounding interest. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> she she knew the original Charles Schwab. <laughs> she knew why he was smiling all the time. Uh, so yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't figure that out. How she all of a sudden is like, oh, I guess I'll get a job. And then, so to communicate, I guess you can use anything that is water That's to ta- what, yes. to call the witch's glass bracelets. Cause she calls in the toilet, the soup. The I think the washing bath. machine was my the favorite. washing machine. Cause <laughs> yep. she like kind of floated around with the churning. Of yeah. the suds. <laughs> <laughs> and Debbie Reynolds, yeah, does not come back after that f- first soup appearance right we didn't need her because there was the other lady that looked like her yes and my thought is that that was written as debbie reynolds character and then they just had to replace it with another character and then they'd made some like off-camera thing about oh and she even i knew her exactly like grandma yeah she's a dead ringer for my grandma yeah Yeah. same debbie reynolds hair funny i knew your grandma yeah This whole everything about this uh, the plot in this movie was just born out of convenience. You know that actually makes sense that if that would have been Debbie Reynolds because she is the one who helps Marnie go back in time to figure out the identity yep. of uh, her of uh, Splendora Cromwell. Yeah, and then it, it, when she came back, it would have been you know she would have been the first person she talked to, and she would have been like, "It was you, Grandma." Yeah, but no, no, <laughs> it wasn't we, that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the the that plot didn't get to be that interesting, unfortunately. So the brother fall. There's there's uh, this movie is also kind of Mean Girls. They have a group of three um, kind of lookalike girls that run the school. They're not allowed to the oddly Heathers. enough. At, yeah, the Heather's of the group. They're at a school of magic where they're not allowed to use any magic. That is was the rule. That was a budgetary reason. A budgetary I'm reason. Sure. And they set it up and say, oh, that just started last year. Where because, we're not allowed to use magic because of Marnie, because of, because Marnie. of Marnie coming, you and so did this. they also, yeah, they also accept people who are not just witches. Yeah, so th- that's actually an interesting setup. So Marnie opens the portal, 
Um, and then everyone from Halloween Town wants to start going to school in the mortal world. So attendance at uh, Witches U goes <laughs> down. In order to keep attendance up, they have to allow people other than witches to go to school. And because people other than witches don't have magic, they to make it fair, they can't let anyone use magic. Right. They th- That was pretty convoluted. <laughs> that was like... A, a solid hour meeting in in a coffee shop. How in are LA. we going to get around? And we can't afford we magic can't. for every scene. How can we? We, we got to have a reason. Budget slash. Yeah. Oh man! And also in this movie, so in the first, I feel like in the first couple movies, Marnie is the one kind of getting in trouble. She's doing the wrong. She's using spells she shouldn't, and getting into rooms that she shouldn't be in. All of a sudden, in this last movie, she is like an arch rule follower that will not you had the way to manipulate her. You have to yeah. do it with, eth- you know, make it an ethical reason. And like, she'll never use, she'll never go against the rules. Right. And I'm like the first three movies, she was constantly doing this. Is this the same character who would not accept that they were just trapped and she ripped open a new portal. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag not and, my Marnie. And had to go in front of a council and defend herself. Like I, I'm talking like I actually care about these movies. <laughs> I know. I'm just looking through my notes here. There was something about a doodle conversation that I thought was funny. Make no mistake. As passionate as, as we are getting about these movies, they are bad. They're Which bad, one do you think? Movies. I mean, so to, to, the best one? to fill out the, the plot of this one. We have to go deep into the plot. <laughs> the... The Witches University is built on top of the ruins of the ancient Cromwell Castle, uh, where Marnie's ancestry and family used to live. And there is an archaeology class at school because apparently every freshman has to take archaeology. Um, and, and on-site archaeology, like not fundamentals yeah, of digging. They are in a hole in the basement of a school. And your your grade is dependent on your discoveries in this pit. Just yes. what do you discover? Just I'll grade you on that. <laughs> and so Marnie ends up finding a box that is inscribed S. Cromwell. And we find out that uh, the teachers are all in cahoots. They are members of a secret society called the Dominion. The Dominion. And they want the power that they know is in that box, which uh, because Marnie time travels, uh, we learn is an amulet that allows anyone to be able to use magic to control other people, which we were previously told is a, a magic power that is forbidden. Right. Right. So they eventually trick Marnie into opening the box Marnie has this amulet. Um, they turn her brother Dylan into a dog, and they say the only way that we will turn Dylan back is if you um, turn the amulet over to us. Yeah, and she does. I was like, that's an easy decision. Keep him a dog. Yeah. Like, don't gamble humanity on your on your man-child brother. You He's a good dog. You literally have an amulet that allows you to control other witches. Why aren't you using it to <laughs> control it them? Just try to use it. Try it out. Take it for a test drive. And if she's so powerful, why can't she use her magic to turn Dylan? Yeah, back? it makes right. no sense. As if I care. I know. I was about to get all <laughs> I was about to get all angry at something, and but yeah, and and she goes back in time. Marnie goes back in time to meet uh, OG Marnie way back from a thousand years ago, yeah. and so now we got terrible Marnie twice, who just could not act her way out of a paper bag. I thought it was really funny uh, when when um, Ethan and Marnie go on a date uh, and they go to the uh, they're having ice cream. Ethan makes an offhanded comment like, I love a girl with a healthy appetite. I <laughs> noticed him say that. 
what? I and she wasn't even a bite. She was just lifting her first bite to like, she's, oh, eat it up there, hoggy hog. Another maybe, subtle dig at Marty's maybe she, weight. Maybe if she eats enough, she'll turn into Kimberly Brown. <laughs> oh, too, too soon. soon. <laughs> too soon. Uh, they take another terrible CGI broom uh, broom ride in this one. Oh, and then there's the character, the one of the professors that, is constantly drooling in this movie too. Uh, There's always like spit and snot hanging over him, which was just if you look at upsetting. his setting, his uh, I think his name, his character name in the credit is like snot fart. Oh. <laughs> Because oh. if, if you remember when other right. when, there was a scene when another character says his name and they just like make all these guttural noises. I wrote that down. <laughs> I had ending what. Burping and fart Like I wondered If the copy I was watching Like some kid Just got bored And was like Putting fart noises In it Because he did He stopped using words In the middle of his sentence And just made like Five fart noises And walked away That's his name Well that was his name <laughs> And and he gets called that Later Yeah Other, by, other characters by the girl. say it too Oh I did not notice that Yeah I was... because Because Yeah <laughs> uh, Because he falls And they're like uh, well, you know, people always call me Snot Face, and I was like, "Well, what's your real name?" <laughs> <laughs> and he walks away, right? And so then the girl at the oh, end so was dumb. like, "I need to go spend time with." <laughs> 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 See, fart noises are always funny. It did make me laugh. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't catch it. Here's a little bit of act- Marnie acting against herself here, which is so we have never met. I'm from the future. Oh, indeed. That would explain the clothes. Well, we like everyone is so nonplussed about everything in this movie. Oh, you're a time traveler. Oh, time travel exists. Oh, all right. I can tell from your clothes. It's like Kristen Stewart. You keep on using (laughs) the word nonplussed wrong. Do I? Yeah. Do I mean plussed? Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Nonplussed is is like super confused. No, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. Today I, I was with Todd. Are you sure what to look at? I'm positive. <laughs> no, don't huh. look. Nonplus. Oh, there it is. Surprised uh, and confused. Oh, well. That was this is suddenly more interesting in <laughs> Halloween Town. <laughs> the etymology of nonplus <laughs> and how I've been using it wrong for 42 years. Uh, uh, Halloween Town. So uh, they also really stopped caring about any sort of continuity with Town Square in this movie. I don't know if you noticed. They really did. So the, the the first sequel, they like built a studio set and it was like really tiny and cramped, but they tried to make it like a square and kind of reminiscent of St. Helens. Yeah. But by this one, they just put the pumpkin in, in like a, a strip mall or something and there was an ice cream shop in front of it. What did you think was after, af, not counting the original Halloween Town or maybe counting it, which one of these movies <clears throat> is the best, most enjoyable? I mean, if, if somebody has to watch one and they're listening to this show. <laughs> Clearly I mean, Desperate Measures. <laughs> <laughs> that was the name of that movie, right? I barely remember that. Extraordin- Extraordinary no. Measures. Breaking in. Breaking in. I would hmm. say the third one was the most fun because they did a lot more of the wacky Disney feel of like double takes and like this. and It felt like any other Disney Channel movie with a light Halloween coat of paint on right it. there's something memorable i don't think about any, any of, them. of these movies except for debbie reynolds in the first one maybe. i mean there's tons of things in other disney channel movies and, and i don't understand necessarily why these movies have such a strong hold 
today. I think it's just because it's pl- it's something that probably plays every year for Halloween. And there are not a lot of, I mean, there's this and the Great Pumpkin, Charlie Brown, which is like watching paint dry in real time. Yeah, but there's also something called a uh, genre of movies called horror. I get, but if you're a kid, you're not watching like Nightmare on Elm yeah. Street. Like when you're, yeah, okay, a, okay. when you're a nine-year-old girl, like you don't have a lot of entries into Halloween. I guess like that is probably some sort of barrier. So it's just something that you grew up with, I guess. You know, it is kind of funny that the idea of Halloween that these movies kind of promote is very much the safe, basic pumpkin spice latte version of Halloween. Yeah, uh, that's very true. It, it's just yep. like we're going to use Halloween. We're going to use the iconography of ghosts, bats, pumpkins, but they don't. Don't worry. They're not actually scary. They yeah, don't mean not, anything. They're not true evil. And there's no truth. Th- and it, yeah. That's totally true. So any recommendations to watch? Um, I would say especially especially for this show, you could probably see a couple of clips on YouTube. Uh, <laughs> look up the, look up the music videos. But also because, and it's a departure from our show, not to have shows that are not filmed in Portland. But like you said, go to go to the first one. Look at the the locations from St. Helens, and I think I think you're probably good. I thoroughly recommend going to St. Helens and just kind of seeing the uh, decorations and yeah, and yeah. they'll probably have another this this year. They have it every year, right? They so have it this year here, and so this year it, it's kind of crazy. the The information is hard to track down, but somewhere out there there is a PDF. Do we have uh, to go to? Glore's house to find the book (laughs) (laughs) pretty much Uh, at the discover Columbia County.com website. um, There's a, I'm not joking, a 20 page PDF uh, with no images, all text um, outlining the activities going on in the month of uh, October day by day, hour by hour. Wow. Just for, for everywhere or just for St. Helens, just for St. Helens. Oh my gosh. This is the, the activities of Halloween town this year. (laughs) So it is, Amazing just to see this document. Wow. Yeah, it's all sponsored by the uh, Chamber of Commerce there. Okay. And so, uh, uh, yeah, I would definitely, I think that would be fun to do, do a little day trip to St. Helens, check it out, and then watch the first Halloween Town just for just for the locations yeah. and for the fun. And so this year, October 14th is their big day. Um, so they're going to have Marnie, mm-hmm. Dylan, Sophie, and... Sophie? Sophie. Sophie's coming back from not acting to show up at Halloween Town? Yes, and uh, we need Sophie on this show. I need to ask Sophie from some questions. Oh my goodness. I wonder if we could get Sophie. Oh my goodness. I, I wonder if we can get all of them. Any of them. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> we can ambush them all. They'll just be standing there. After yes. we just made this podcast ripping. <laughs> <laughs> we Look, I get credit for Sophie for getting, getting the hell out of there. <laughs> maybe Sophie gets the irony and she'd be glad to talk to us. Totally. Well, and Marnie, I was a big fan of of original no, Marnie. I mean, I, she does fine with the material. The man child would probably scare me a little bit. I so. want to have him on the show. <laughs> Uh, anyways, Gwen, mom, will also be there, and they're having a, a, a memorial to I Debbie. I say this is the first year that Debbie Reynolds has not been around. Yeah, and so they're going to do this like memorial to Debbie, and so for $165 for a ticket, you can hang out with them. Wow. Who is paying that? I don't know. Audience. Around here. Millennials. Millennials, no millennials. That like no, but I, millennials I are destroying up, the movie nostalgia <laughs> culture <laughs> by paying one hundred sixty-five dollars to go hang out with uh, their childhood wow. actor people. Wow, 
and then I, I really don't understand this, but a week later, uh, all by herself, they're having the actress Diane Franklin uh, at Halloween Town. Who's that? And uh, that's what I said. Um, she was. <laughs> that's my response. Who asked that? Ask her agent. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She was uh, Princess uh, Joanna in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and she was the uh, lead actress in Better Off Dead. But she wasn't in Halloween Town? She wasn't in Halloween Town, but they're advertising Diane Franklin Day. In St. Helens. In St. Helens. Maybe she was born there then. No idea. It could be that she came from. Wow. Nope. That... Born in Plainview, New York. What? Well, that doesn't make any sense at all. I have to get them on the phone. We should just have someone from Columbia County. We really should send them copy, 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 can you send copies of a podcast, uh, links to this one and the other Halloween town to their chamber of commerce. All right. Any last thoughts on? I think we. I think we. We squeezed. This we've squeezed turnip. everything we can. I'm glad we'll never have to do this again. I know. Our, it was our first episode, uh, which I think was our longest episode until this one, which is our even longest episode. But we will no longer be talking about Halloween Town Ever. unless you are in the parade again for for St. Helens. And I haven't we will been talk asked. about it again. <laughs> you are the Marnie of <laughs> Halloween Town for <laughs> St. Helens parade. Put on a couple pounds there, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> they just have some super emaciated, like twenty-year-old boy there. They have a, a skeleton riding a <laughs> unicycle. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us for this very special episode of Portland at the Movies. We have been here a year, which has been great. We have. 10 other movies that we've reviewed, all of which were filmed in and around Portland. You can hear us on Fun Employment Radio Network, where you can also hear geekinthecity.com. They had a great uh, episode right before Rose City Comic Con about uh, etiquette for attending cons and if you're behind the table at a con, which is pretty great. So they are uh, fantastic, uh, in-depth geek news every week, uh, Geek in the City at geekinthecity.com, as well as the Well-Adjusted Gamer, uh, which I was on a couple weeks ago, which is uh, a really fun uh, gaming a gaming podcast, so do check those out. And of course, Fun Employment Radio itself, which I think is uh, recorded a live show at uh, Landmark Saloon today. Mm-hmm. Um, so check those out. Uh, and thank you for listening. Um, take us out with the credit song from the last, the last Halloween Town. So thank you for joining us. We will see you guys next time. That's broom and music if I've ever heard it. it. Is. Oh, I'm... <laughs> I did write down, is this Maroon 4? <laughs> they obviously spend a lot of money making this uh, 3D model of the school, and they're just going to use to it. To slowly fly around. Yeah. <laughs>